this is April. And this is Jill. And we are the sweet and the spicy chicks. That's right. Yay! <laughs> We are back together in studio, as you can see. Yeah. Loving it. I miss this girl. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy to have somebody in the studio oh, with I me. Know. It was Ooh, just me. Nice tree. <laughs> and the tree. Yeah. That's so nice. But it wasn't the same. No. To have not your at all. beautiful smiling face back. So I'm Thank very you grateful. So much. <laughs> and I'm glad to be back. I can't believe it was like almost a month. Like, it was. by so fast. Yeah. Do you want to, well, unless you've seen our other episode, which we definitely want you to go back and do. That's do you right. want to tell everybody what you were doing? You didn't just run away. No, I didn't. <laughs> so as life happens, as I said in the last episode, kind of throws curveballs at us and yeah. those unexpected times. And my sweet grandma had passed away on June 5th. And so I went back to be with all my family. My uh, parents stayed with them a little bit, was able to attend the funeral. And now I'm glad to be back with my friends. Yeah. Well, we're <laughs> glad to have you. So we are very excited. We're going to be doing a Get Real episode. This is our third in the series. We think. We don't know. I think we, we think. accidentally named one a Get Real that wasn't really a Get Real. So sorry, guys. We're learning. Sue us. <laughs> yeah. You know? Uh, but we are so happy to have you YouTube family here yes. as we're live podcasting. And... Do you want to tell them what the Get Real is going to be today? Yes. Okay. So we are super excited. We're kind of doing something different than we have in the past. We're going to jump into God's love that he has for us as oh, his children. I can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting chills already. Let's do it. I know. So ready? Let's go. All right. So I don't know about all of you guys, but to be 100% real, and that is what we're doing after all, being mm-hmm. real, is that there have been a lot of times in my life that I've doubted God's love for me and questioned if he really likes me or sees me and nonetheless loves me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I find that I believe he loves me and feels that way towards me as long as I'm good, as long as I, you know, don't mess up. As long as, you, <laughs> as, long as you're perfect. That's right, basically. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we get those thoughts in our mind. But then he's had to tell me, like, no, my love for you is never ending no matter what you do. So good. And it doesn't matter if you fall short. It's not based on this merit system. I love you because you're my daughter. That's just that simple. Mm-hmm. And so today we thought, you know what, we want to dive deep into that because maybe there's someone out there that's listening that feels that way, that maybe you have strayed and you're just longing for God to gather you back, but you don't know, you think you've messed up and gone too far, yeah. <laughs> like I did. Yeah. And or maybe you don't really know God and you're questioning or you're like, he doesn't even exist. It's all good. Yeah. Because <laughs> we've all been there. Yes. I personally have been there, and I know you have too. So yes, definitely. We're with you. And we do. We definitely have very different stories yeah. that we're going to dive into on that. I was raised in a Christian family as a pastor's daughter, but then I had my time of walking away and rebelling when life didn't go the way that I thought it should. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some of us do. We have our life mapped out, and we're like, well, this is going to be great, and then it's not so great. No. And then we sometimes can take that out. And anger and questions and doubt on God. Yeah. So you ready to dive in? I'm ready. Let me pull up my notes because okay. like we said on the last episode, I don't have this <laughs> memorized. No. Although with the amount of notes we take, we probably should, April. We don't. Okay. No. Um, all right. So we thought, I think you mentioned it already, that this would be an excellent opportunity just to share um, the fact that in case you haven't guessed it yet, we are far from perfect. Yes. And there are definite key moments in our life where we've either walked away or mm-hmm. we've done our own thing or um, traumas happened, events have happened that have led us to get frustrated, hurt, upset, and either blame God or walk mm-hmm. away from God or not understand what's going mm-hmm. on. Um, I know I've had times in anger. Mm-hmm where I took it out on God and really felt like 
the world was unfair um, mm-hmm. at different moments in my life. But we really just wanted to share that despite all of our failings, God is still there. We wanted yes. to walk you through, I think, just some different personal stories of mm-hmm. ours and the hopes that you can relate to it or that we can relate better to you. We would absolutely love to hear um, your feedback or any of your stories in the comments mm-hmm. as well. So put those right in the comments. I'll put all of the links to our podcast episodes in the show notes as well so you can catch mm-hmm. the whole podcast here too. Yes, that is so good because that's what this is all about is just really making people feel seen and that they're not alone. Because mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but that's one of the biggest struggles I've had in my life is when you go through those dark valleys, you think, oh, I'm the only one that feels this way. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one that is this crazy, messy person and no one's going to understand. And you don't feel like you can even tell people your secret pain Yeah, and or God. And so that's what's been so good about us is that, you know, finding people that, hey, we're all messed up. Because that's just, we're all human. We're all. Yeah. Let's <laughs> so find that's other basic, messed up people. <laughs> <laughs> but for the love and grace of God. And so that's where I really love that. Where yeah. He changes our messy places and he turns them, like someone said, into messages. Yeah. And so that's what's really into good. Into testimonies. Mm-hmm. I love that too. Yeah. Yes, I do too. So you want to begin? Sh- okay, sure. <laughs> Hold on. Put her on the spot. <laughs> Yeah, man. Um, So I thought I'd walk you through just a real quick overview of my journey with my faith, with understanding and believing in God, um, with understanding his love for us. And that all started, (laughs) well, I'll tell you how many years ago. Um, So my journey in finding God or, or Jesus is, has more than a few twists and turns in it. Um, I was telling April, a long time when, like a year ago, that this day would never come (laughs) (laughs) Um, where I never wanted to personally share any of my uh, child or young adulthood because there's just been so much to it that Mm -hmm. it's not that I'm ashamed. I just really like to keep it personal and close to my heart um, and haven't yet felt very comfortable Mm -hmm. sharing everything. So this will be... A very uncomfortable few moments for me, so bear with me. <laughs> and it's baby steps for us all in yeah. the same way. <laughs> yeah, I have my relax and drink a beer hat on, so in case times get a little rough. That's right. <laughs> Just joking, but really. Um, so I was raised in what I will call the byproduct of generational trauma, and that to me is where you're feeling um, the – environment that you're being raised in or the, I would just say kind of the situation that you're faced with um, or some of the difficulties or dysfunction that you're experiencing are maybe from traumatic experiences that your parents or grandparents went through. Mm -hmm. And that's why they've kind of trickled down generationally. I would say that's how I grew up. Mm -hmm. Um, And there was, there was, you know, deep trauma for parents, grandparents, and probably even before that generation in the way that they raised children, what they believed, you know, how they coped, their coping mechanisms with pain. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just a very, I would say, in my young adulthood, a a counselor that I went to, uh, because surprise, I did have to go to counseling, mm-hmm. uh, said that I was a highly functioning, emotionally dysfunctional person. So <laughs> that's a mouthful. <laughs> that was, that was my diagnosis, mm-hmm. which is real great to hear. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and that but, kind of probably became your identity for a while, didn't it? It really was. Mm-hmm. My identity was I did very well in dysfunction, I think, and chaos because, again, that's where mm-hmm. I had known yeah. how to function. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not a slight to anyone. My Our experiences mm-hmm. make us who we are, but mm-hmm. that's really how I understood the world, let's say. And mm-hmm. so um, after that, and I'll I'll cut myself mm-hmm. short and let you share your experience too because mm-hmm. mine's a long journey. <laughs> so um, is mine. But, <laughs> learning today, guys. <laughs> but what I did was then at 18, I mm-hmm. developed that kind of identity and then raced into a marriage very young that ultimately was a huge disaster. I think the – well, I know now the reason for that is because um, – I was seeking something in a partner that was just a gaping hole in my life. And so I expected my husband at the Mm -hmm. time to do all of those Mm -hmm. things. I wanted approval. I wanted love. Mm -hmm. I wanted recognition. I wanted self-confidence. And I, looking back, just sought those in the wrong place, Mm -hmm. number one. And number two, I just sucked the life out of my my then husband. And he the same to me. We had no, absolutely no business. We were two unhealthy people um, that were trying to cope and and find and look for something in our marriage that mm-hmm. we just couldn't right. provide for ourselves mm-hmm. or each other. I will segue real quick to say yeah. I actually was raised in a Christian household. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom did a great job of making sure to instill God as the foundation mm-hmm. um, of our household, but there was still also some dysfunction in the household that kind of helped me form an identity that, to be honest, today I'm still dealing with. So mm-hmm. I'll stop there before I actually started my journey again with Jesus and let mm-hmm. you kind of segue into your experience. Yes. So I was raised in a Christian home. My dad was actually a pastor still Yes, is. you were. <laughs> so the pastor's daughter, everybody. <laughs> I got that joke a lot, like, oh, are you like that kind of pastor's daughter? I'm like, okay, guys. And actually, at first I wasn't. And then I was. (laughs) After my divorce, Mm -hmm. I went through a time of really hard, like I said, it was like I slammed up against a wall. I got married young, too. Yeah. I was 20. We had our son right away. Like, he was our honeymoon surprise. I could no longer go with my husband. And he basically came back from overseas, and he wanted to Because he was in the military, right? he was in the military. Sorry, guys. And I forget that I haven't told all of you. Just drill all this. Pardon me. But um, yeah, he so he went to the military. I was supposed to go with him. We got married really fast. Had a honeymoon surprise baby. He said, you can't go. So I stayed behind. I had to actually move back in with my parents. I was in cosmetology school. I had to finish that. And then I moved back in. I had our son by myself. And then we had all this long-distance relationship. And we didn't really know each other well enough. Right. We kind of rushed it. And so... And we thought, you know, we were both Christians. We thought we could make it work. And he came home and he's like... I think that we should get a divorce. So that was utterly devastating. And I had three days to choose. And our son at that time was 10 months old. So I had to choose in three days, like, what am I going to do? Am I going to stay with my parents and start our, my life over here? Or am I going to go try to work with this guy that's basically become a stranger to me? Yeah. <laughs> and so I went because I'm like, what am I going to tell my son that we didn't even try? Right. And so yeah, I went for a year. A yeah, so that's really hard. And so I went. We tried to make it work. We didn't. I ended up divorced. We divorced when I was about 22-ish. I was a single mom. 
raising my son, went back, lived with my parents, started my own business, had this life. But in the meantime, I let anger become my shield. Mm -hmm. And I got to become a very, very angry person. I mean, people, and you know, sometimes you hide in these places. And so someone had said something to me before about like, oh, like you should just get over it and move on. And so because of that, I felt like I couldn't really show who I truly was and my pain. So then I would <laughs> I would say really mean things like, oh, well, I'm just trading in my husband. And I made it this joke. And so I, I used anger as a shield. Mm -hmm. And then I got angry at God because I'm like, well, hey, you're going to let this happen, even though it was <laughs> our choices. Yeah. I was like, well, why did you let this happen, God? Like, you're supposed to be, you know, orchestrating this amazing, beautiful life for me. Yeah. And I got super angry. And so I walked away, really. I always felt like I was going to come back. I was just like a teenager kind of shaking her fist at her dad. And I always knew that I would come back because deep inside I believed in him, but I didn't live it out. I went really far away. I ended up dating someone before I was fully divorced, living in a small town. So I became known as that woman. And that That's woman really hard. Scarlet letter. <laughs> yes. Even today, sometimes when I go back, I'm like, oh, it's hard to even want to see certain people because that's who they remember me as. Oh. And so like living out of that for a long time. And then when you come back to God, because finally I came back to him after like probably two or three years, my poor parents, they had to live there experiencing this, <laughs> watching me make all those mm -hmm. mistakes. And then when I came back to God, it was really hard because I had this almost a spirit of shame because of everything, the choices I had made and the decisions I had made. I became kind of... Were, oh, I can't be loved by God. Like, I messed up too much. Like, I knew he could love me before, but he can't love me now. Right. Like, I felt almost covered in all of my sin. It was like I was covered in almost mud and the shame. And so um, that's where God met me in that pain and that mess, and he drew me to himself. I'm kind of like the prodigal daughter I like to call myself, and I don't know if you guys know about that story, but it's one of my favorites in the Bible. Yeah. And it's about a prodigal son that he decides to go and demand of his father everything that he feels he owes him and his inheritance. His father's like, okay, I'll give it to you. He goes. He lives his life in his own terms. He runs through all the money. Yeah. He goes and he has friends and then a they all abandon him when his money runs out, and he's there on a pig farm feeding pigs, and the slop is actually tasting or looking good to him. Yeah. And at that moment, he kind of comes to his senses, and he's like, man, even my father's servants are treated better than this mm -hmm. and eat better than this. And so he decides to go back and to see if his father will take him on as a servant. And so I love that part where it says his father, seeing him far off, ran to him. Mm -hmm. And he didn't condemn him. He didn't judge him. He hugged and embraced him. And he says, this is my son. I love him. And he said, bring me to kill the fatted calf. Give the ring. Give the robe. This is my son who I thought was dead and has come home. Yeah. So that's who I am. And that's who you are to God. If you have ran away, if you have stumbled and fallen, you're not too far from God's grace. And that's what this is all about today. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> Great story. Um, and you use the, the prodigal son, which is an awesome story yeah, too. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> I think what's so interesting is that there's this period, and I don't know if other people have done it. I know that I have too, where when life was not going the way that you felt, you personally yes. felt it should have gone, mm -hmm. or life's treated you what you're perceiving to be as unfair, there's this tendency or I had it at least, mm -hmm. to say, well, then, you know, I like you said, I don't really know what's going on here, God. Mm -hmm. Like, you're supposed to be all-knowing, all-loving, and make mm -hmm. this picture perfect for me. Mm -hmm. And um, when I was going through my first divorce, I kind of felt the same way, where mm -hmm. I was so angry 
Um, and even though I had been raised, I think, in church, what was – what I took – that failure in marriage to be mm-hmm. and right bringing in the mm-hmm. the trauma right. of the the baggage mm-hmm. from my child and young adulthood and then a failed marriage i really walked away um because i i to your point i didn't really feel worthy i felt mm-hmm. like well i'm just way too messed up here uh, and i didn't love mm-hmm. myself yes. and so um, I became an atheist <laughs> i started actually and then i laugh about that it's really not me at all. Um, but my ex-husband at the time um, had – was a an atheist and then he had friends also that were atheists. And so they sh- – I was at a very low point in my life with all of this going on, with the divorce, with all of the mm-hmm. things that I had packed in my baggage from mm-hmm. pain and, and things like that. And so what I had uh, done was just really start to listen to what they – believed and their thoughts, mm-hmm. um, I started to go more towards the realm of the the theory that there is really no mm-hmm. answer because things happen and mm-hmm. this is life. And it was a very hopeless time mm-hmm. for me, I think. It was very dark. And um, it was for about – for a few years. Mm-hmm. But I think during that time, like you said, you had those feelings of like, well, this isn't – God's not going to love me, mm-hmm. right? Because I can't stand myself mm-hmm. right now and I've failed. And also I've been given an unfair mm-hmm. life and um it w- it was just a really really dark period mm-hmm. for me and uh, I'm very happy though that I mm-hmm. had a a friend that brought me to church one mm-hmm. day and said just come with me, right? Mm-hmm. It was a church here in the valley and uh, I did and I ended up giving my life to Jesus again, reconfirming my faith. Mm-hmm. And I stepped back into my walk with him. Mm-hmm. Almost like we it didn't mm-hmm. didn't miss a beat. Yes. Um but little by little through I did actually mm-hmm. go to therapy and um little by little I became a a better, healthier version mm-hmm. of who I think I who I know God's called me to be. Yes. So that was really cool. I love that. And what I love, too, because there's been times where I'm like, oh, all this is wasted time, God, like these last 20 yeah. years of my life sometimes. Yeah. And he's just told me nothing is wasted on me, April. Give yeah. it all to me. And so that's what we're trying to do right now is share with you guys all of this stuff that's happened in our life. And also another thing he uses, I think, is people that show us that we're not alone in it. Yeah. So whatever, you know, thing you're going through, we might not have a, a totally similar story to yours, but we've walked through some stuff. Yeah. And, you know, one thing that's really is it's healing and just an amazing thing when you can find someone that says, you know, you're, you might be messy, but I'm messy too. Yeah. And actually, I remember so clearly, like one of the first days that I met Jill <laughs> and we were talking and I was telling her like, oh, I've been divorced at a young age and I, I might be getting a divorce again. I don't know. And all this stuff that's happening in my life and the craziness that life is sometimes. And, you know, she was just like, hey, girl, I was divorced too. I was like, listen. I was to boot. <laughs> Preach, okay? Yes. And that was such a healing thing yeah. because I didn't feel condemned by her. I didn't feel like I had to live up to some Christian thing. Yeah. Like she's just like, you're human and I'm human too, and God loves us right where we're at. Yeah. And that he was so healing. Right I don't at. think she knows just how much oh, her friendship means. You're going to make me cry. <laughs> she's going to make me cry. I know. We're trying to make this light, but hey, there's yeah. Gonna- well, it's also highly uncomfortable for me right now. So April's <laughs> like, let's let's just keep laughing at this. Yes. I'm like, I don't know if I want to do this. No. It's a it's a tough uh, 
a tough reach in to share some of these things. It is. Again, not because of any shame. I just, right. for some, I think for me mostly, for you, you're so highly um, sensitive, which is so great because you're able to share so much and you're just this very vulnerable, open, authentic person, which I love and it's teaching me um, be- because I end up on the other end of the spectrum <laughs> where I'm like, I am not sharing this whatsoever. <laughs> I was like that for yeah. a long time, actually, because God's been sh- putting on my heart for like 10 years to yeah. share my story. I actually thought I was supposed to write a book and all this stuff. And guess what? I didn't. I ran. <laughs> and so I've written some stuff, but as far as sharing it, it's, it's hard and it's scary. And then I yeah. thought, oh, I'm going to share as long as like the, this picture perfect thing that we were talking about, right? We yeah. have this picture perfect yeah. thing to show the world. And I'm like, okay, as long as everything's good and you made me perfectly whole, then I'll share. Yeah. And it's like, that's not me anymore. And he's like, nope, that's not how I want you to do it. I want you to share each broken piece at a time as I glue it back together like those beautiful mosaics that you see in the yeah. Catholic churches and stuff. And so that's hard. It's, I might seem like it's as easy for me, but it's actually, it terrified me for years. Like Ugh. I went through where I would get migraines if I would try to even share a little bit of my story, even at church. Yeah. <laughs> because you do, you have this sense of like, people are going to shame you, ridicule you, condemn you. And sadly, sometimes people don't always personify the love of God that he has for us. Yeah. And us, I mean, we're human we're and sometimes human. we don't get it mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And so there were times I did have people that kind of didn't love me out of that love that he has for us. So we get scared. Yeah. And we run <laughs> from him sometimes. Even. Yeah. But then we have people like Jill that come and they walk alongside you and they show their scars and it's just so healing. And, and you. Yeah. And April. <laughs> so I think that's such a, an, an important point mm-hmm. that you said, like he he glues it back together mm-hmm. piece by piece, incrementally, yes. I would say. And not the way we want. No. And not the way that we <laughs> or that want. we think or that picture we had in our head a lot of times. And that's hard. Yeah. And I think it's it's so um frustrating too. But for me, so when I finally did, you know, reconfirm mm-hmm. and, and and give my life to him and surrender everything that mm-hmm. I'd been holding on to. And like I mentioned earlier, there was I did go to therapy mm-hmm. um, because, you know, Jesus can absolutely mm-hmm. help you and you go to him mm-hmm. first above everything. But there's also people that he puts in your yes. life that are professionally yes. skilled mm-hmm. that can help you as well. And so right. therapy for me mm-hmm. was so helpful as well as being on a walk with God Yes, um, because it taught me how to deal with just my life experiences mm-hmm. in a healthy way yeah. instead of seeking out all of these things that I was yes. putting on people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I will mention that that's been, that was so helpful for me yes, as well. Yes, me too. I actually went through like something through our church. Yeah. It's called Heart Ministry because sometimes – I feel too in our life when we go through stuff, like those trauma things or those things yeah. you don't want to think about, like you want to just kind of slam the door yeah. and pretend they never happened. Yeah. And I've actually had people like, why the heck would you want to share your story with yeah. everybody? And I'm like, well, honestly, I don't. <laughs> like, I would like to slam that door. But what if it helped one person out right. there? I think that's where you had really convinced me because it was mm-hmm. like, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> she was. The first time she's like, uh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. okay, God, you yeah, work I was on like, it and we'll do it no. when we're ready. <laughs> and then it took, what, four months 
And I'm still like literally so uncomfortable sitting here today. Like, <laughs> but what she's do doing I share? She's so doing walk, it one step at a time, guys. Bear and, with me. <laughs> and that's what it is. And you know, for me, it took that time of heart ministry. It was like hours of me just bawling my head off. Like all this stuff that I thought I had forgiven myself for, other people for, my parents for, like all this stuff. Like I had a relatively good childhood, but there were still things, you know, that yeah. happened that hurt yeah. us. And then you find that you end up loving out of those hurt places. Like we do the best that we can with yeah. what we have. Yeah. But that's that's like she said how it is so good to go get that person to talk to someone that can point you in the right direction because sometimes when you're out by yourself yeah like I I wasn't ready and able to go to that place of pain myself I don't think many people are no. and so that's why it's so good to get that counselor you know someone in your church anyone that can talk to you and just walk you through those steps because a lot of times we want healing and this like transformation to happen like that yeah and it doesn't Sometimes it takes months. You have to years. work through. It's, it's a work and it's pain. a process. Yeah. I mean, you think of like a butterfly, how it takes so much to get from the caterpillar stage to the beautiful butterfly. Yeah. And the pain and the process and the teardown. That's how it is in our life. Yeah. And you know, and so when we have good people to walk it through, because other people too, they'll point you to the wrong places. Right. And so you want those good people to be able to point you to the good places back to God yeah. and to just really heal your heart so you can move on in a good way. Because yeah. there's still times that you get triggered and yet you live out of those places. And I've done that before. My kids are like, ooh, mom, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, or my yeah. husband will be like, you need to calm down. Yeah. And they, it's just a brush against that pain that isn't entirely healed yet. Yeah. Or maybe we haven't gone all the way there with God. And so that is really important because, you know, you time can go by, but you're still the same because you haven't really taken that time to process it and work through it and yeah. heal from it. That's I think that's one of the biggest lessons that I'm mm-hmm. still learning yes. is sometimes I think I've walked or worked through it right. as well. And then just the other day I was in prayer and there was just this really painful mm-hmm. um spot almost that came mm-hmm. up and it almost was like, oh I, I really thought I had dealt with that. Yes. But to your point there was a trigger. Yep. And then it just seemed like I was working through it all over yes. again, which is a a great thing. But in it's that hard. time, <laughs> it just feels so hard. Yes. Um, I think especially for me, and this is something that our, our pastor had just mm-hmm. talked about, which I wrote like a thousand mm-hmm. notes on. Um, so hopefully this is helpful for someone because it was so helpful for me to hear, was sometimes in trauma, you create an identity around that pain that is not what God intended for you to be, but you've created it as a coping mechanism to deal with that. So the other day I was praying and it was just in that morning time of devotion and these triggers came up Mm -hmm. around like, is that your identity or did you create that identity Mm -hmm. to deal with this? Mm -hmm. Because that means you haven't dealt with it. So then – God was like slowly showing me, not slowly, actually it hit me in the face. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't slowly show me. I was like literally, literally like we need to calm down a little bit. But he showed me where I still have not worked Mm -hmm. through it because I created what I wanted Mm -hmm. my identity to be. And so this whole past month, you and I were talking Mm -hmm. and I was like, I'm really really struggling because Mm -hmm. I feel like this is 
the identity that I may have created Mm -hmm. to cope with what I still haven't dealt with. And that is, it's so hard for me right now. That's all of us. Yeah. I've done that too. And, and just the things that we don't realize we run to, you know, to hide, you know, you you think, oh, you know, big things that come to mind are like drugs and alcohol, but there's so many other things that run to from our pain. Mine was listening to audiobooks all day long. Yes. That way I didn't have to think about the pain of my reality. Yeah. And it not going the way that I thought it would. <laughs> and so there were times like I didn't want to listen to sermons. I didn't want to listen to Christian music. I just wanted to listen and hide in my audiobooks. That's really yeah. a good point. I wanted to shop. Yeah, some people to my shop. husband's detriment. <laughs> yes. I mean, but it, a lot a of us point. sometimes as people, like I ran from my first relationship into the arms of another because I wanted I didn't, I'm like, yeah, God, you're there maybe, but I wanted that security and that stableness of actual human arms wrapping around me. And sometimes we do that. We're like, well, God, I'm just going to go find my own. Oh, that's so true. You tell (laughs) God you're going to find your own path. Yes. I swear. I look at God. I like picture him just standing up there being like, Good okay. luck. <laughs> just kind of I'll be here, here with our kids. <laughs> just be here. You go try it out. I'll be here. Go yes. for it. <laughs> you know, and see so- how that works out for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we both have lived and learned that, guys. Yeah. <laughs> and then just, you know, I'm just really honestly, people have asked me, like, would you go back and rewrite your story if you could? And that's hard. There's days that I'm like, yeah, in a heartbeat, I yeah. would. But then I think, you know, I wouldn't be who I was. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to love and have the compassion and help people the way that I am hoping to help people. And just, I'm just a different person. So it's like, yeah, you could go back and you could rewrite it to take out all that pain, but then maybe you wouldn't help the people that you could help. Maybe you wouldn't be that person that you could be. So it's like, God doesn't, I loved what my one of pastor said. He said, God doesn't cause everything, but he can use everything. Yes. And I so love so that. So good. Because sometimes I, I do feel too. like we're like, huh, God, you just did this, 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 this. No, sometimes life happens. Other people make choices, and from that, things happen. Yeah. But or God, you make the yes, choices. like we have in our past. But God can be faithful, like that verse says, that He uses and can work all things together for good for those that love Him and are called according to His purpose. So I yeah. love that. It's like one of my life verses. So I'm like, okay, God, even when I mess up, even when other people mess up, still you can use this heartbreaking moment in some way. If yeah. I, if. I surrender it to you. Yeah. Because that's really important. Like if we hold on to it and we just hide it away, then he he can't use what we don't face. Right. And we don't surrender to him. That's really good. He can't mm-hmm. use what we don't face. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. So, so we got to face it. <laughs> and you are, girl. I'm, I'm so proud of you. Right she is. I'm so proud of her. You don't even know. I absolutely do not me. like this. <laughs> she doesn't. <laughs> But she loves me. Ask my husband. <laughs> well, it's not. I first of all, I love you because you do. <laughs> but you don't like you me right do. now. You're not on my list I right know. now. But <laughs> I was praying for guys. You're not I'm on like, the positive. I don't. List. I don't know. <laughs> I was kind of surprised when she said yes, we could do this. I'm like, oh wow, okay, God. <laughs> I was surprised as well when I said yes. I was like, <laughs> you're like yes, but no, really. <laughs> I know. Well, and I think for me, it's just been so. I have, like you said, I I admire you because, and I admire everybody out there. Actually, I've had so many people over the past few years within our church community, within just just people outside of our church community that have, are so open. And I'm like, they're so vulnerable and willing to just go there with what they've been through and their experiences. And I'm like, how do you do that? <laughs> I have spent most of my life trying to uh, put it away, like mm-hmm. you said, or I've created an identity mm-hmm. around 
what I think mm-hmm. um, or how I've managed to cope with mm-hmm. that. Or we wear masks. I did that for many years. It was mm-hmm. like That's around different people. I would be a different person. It was like you put on this whole persona and I could be whoever you wanted me to be, but oh. I never could really be me. And so like this, like I've been praying the last couple of years, like God, give me real friends that I yeah. can be my real self. And he has, he's blessing with so many out yeah, there. Yeah, you have so many. I do. And you know, I'm number one. No, yes. <laughs> But really, (laughs) that's That's right. (laughs) But, you know, I am blessed because then there are times, there have been times of of dark darkness and and isolation and all and depression. I mean, there's lots we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. when she's ready. (laughs) I'm like, I'm ready because God has been working on me for like 10 years. But (laughs) we're at step one. We're at step one, okay? We'll we'll do baby steps into all that. But, you know, those those people that can help you through. Yeah. And and we all do that. Like I was saying, how we go through those times and you put on those masks or you self-isolate too. Yeah. And you're like, you know, or you'll just show people just a tiny part. Because, again, people are not always the best at being that loving <laughs> light of God that mm-hmm. we're called to be. No. I haven't been. I'm Everyone, we all fall short of his glory. But that's what would be so great if we can do that for others and give them that kind of ability to be themselves that's so healing yeah and so good i actually because of people being real with me that when you were talking about people just being real that has been one of the biggest things in my life that has helped and i've wanted to be brave and be like them i was just too terrified at the time because i've heard people's stories and it automatically it's just like that kind of key in a lock and it opens that part of your heart mm-hmm. and it's like you're able to relate and so that's why I think it is so important because like I even had my mother-in-law's like why do you want to tell your story to everyone and I'm like because it is it's powerful yeah it's really life-changing because we can we can put up those walls and we can pretend it away but how about if we took it out and could use it right to be that balm right. for other people's souls like I don't know about you but what's been so healing too is you know sometimes you pretend away your scars like oh I've never been <laughs> I don't got nothing. I'm not thought. Yeah. And but how healing it is when people show their scars. Yeah. And show that they're, you know, I've been through some stuff, but I've lived through it. Yeah. And so that's what we're really hoping for today that we can do for others. Yeah. And to, you know, wherever you're at in life, whatever you're walking through, you've not fallen too far for God's love to not reach down and meet you right where you are. Yeah. That's a good that's a good takeaway. Is there anything else? We we're at thirty three minutes. And I we know. didn't even. This is our one topic. We didn't even get to questions. We did it. We had a lot of questions, but I just felt like you know. And actually, I had a ton of notes, and I threw them all the way. Did you? I did. I didn't. I started I looking, and then I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna let go and let God this time. I said all mine. <laughs> That's right. My notes. I was like, nope, planning this out. <laughs> I, and I usually do, and I did have it planned out because, you know, you I'm not good at ad-libbing. And so usually I have to, like, read everything I write. But I'm like, you know, sometimes I feel like I just lose what I could be giving to the people by doing that. You did great. You're so good at ad-libbing. Like, she'll just be able off the top of her head to say stuff, and I'm just blown away. When we do <laughs> – when we are on our regularly scheduled program yes. of our <laughs> And not on our uncomfortable waters yes, that we're in right now. Uncharted territory. <laughs> No, but I think this was 100% worth it to me, number one, because it's something that I've – and even even my friends out there know. They probably are like, I cannot <laughs> believe she just said all that. Um, that it is super uncomfortable. But it was so worth it if it just helps one person to mm-hmm. understand that um, he absolutely does mm-hmm. just love you right where you're at. Yes. And 
I have walked away and come back and walked away, you know, more frustrated than I was the first time and come back. Mm -hmm. And I just love doing life with God. Like that's, Mm -hmm. that's just what it is. I love Mm -hmm. this walk that I'm Mm -hmm. on. Um, and I don't really care anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I'm just joking. I love all of you, but I think it's great just to be able to share a piece mm-hmm. of our testimony mm-hmm. if it if it helps or resonates with one person who's walking through mm-hmm. something right now. Yes, I so second that. And that's what this is all about is helping those people out there to feel not so alone, so isolated, so un, you know, maybe not seen. So we hope this helped you today. Yeah. And we will be doing more like this that just kind of peel back that curtain and let you guys see the reality of us. Yeah, and we love you. We and do love you. We're praying for you at the end of this. Yes. Because uh, I know after this, I probably do need to relax and have a beer. <laughs> yeah. Or two. I mean, yeah. That's real. No. <laughs> That being said, said. (laughs) we do want you guys to know that wherever you're at, God loves you. Whatever path you're on, whatever walk of life you're on. Whatever you've lived through. Yeah, whatever part of your journey. Because another thing, too, that's hard that I've walked through is comparison. Either other people compare you or you compare to others and you're like, shh. I am not where they are, God, and I never will be. <laughs> yeah. You know, you get down on yourself. And he told me a long time ago, like, don't compare because that is, it like steals you from that joy that you can have in your part of the journey. Yeah. Because if you're sitting there comparing and they're always up here, you're always down here. You just walk out what you're supposed to walk out in this moment with me. And yeah. so we want to, you know, don't be hard on yourselves. Don't say, you know, oh, I'm too far gone. My God can't love me and pick me up right there because he sees you and he wants to walk this life out with you. Yeah, and I think you just brought up a good point. So I'm going to say one yeah. more thing and then we'll close. <laughs> but what I was going to say, because it was in my uh, notes that I mm-hmm. had, but I forgot because you made me nervous. No, I'm just kidding. I was <laughs> really nervous. nervous. <laughs> she was. She was like. <gasps> um, was that during that time that I, you know, had walked through that place where I said where I was becoming an atheist was mm-hmm. one of the most successful times outwardly in my life. So yeah. even though I was divorced for a second time, I had just graduated. So I had two uh, degrees from ASU. Mm-hmm. I got accepted to a highly competitive um, mm-hmm. graduate program. I bought a brand new car. Mm-hmm. I had a brand new place. Mm-hmm. I had very decent money because I had just gotten a job as a recruiter mm-hmm. and was working 500 hours a week. But <laughs> so what I'm saying by all that is from outward appearances, mm-hmm. I was successful. Mm-hmm. But from my mm-hmm. personal standpoint, from an emotional and a spiritual standpoint, I was so unbelievably unhealthy. Mm-hmm. It's just that no one could see that. Yes. And, and, the point that I'm trying to make here is like people could look like they have mm-hmm. everything and yes. still be so broken because yes. we can't see into their spiritual life. No. We can't see into their emotional life. We can't see into any of those things. Mm-hmm. Those are introspective. But mm-hmm. if you could have seen me during that time, I was so un unbelievably unhealthy and in a very dark place. But outwardly, I was in yeah. such a good place mm-hmm. that – it's kind of that mask. Yeah, thing. even friends mm-hmm. of mine were like, "Well, wow, you're, doing, you're doing great." Yeah, you know what I, I mean? was too. Yeah, I hid my pain behind my smile. Yeah. So nice. The more I hurt, the more I laugh and smile, and people will just look at me like you're crazy. Well, and that's why you just can't. To me, the the ideas of success have been totally changed mm-hmm. because 
I never again will look at, like, yes, I love driving fancy cars and I would love to be rich. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but if I'm not where I should be spiritually mm-hmm. in my walk and feeding my soul yes. and in a relationship with Jesus, mm-hmm. then there is nothing that is going to get me to a good place. Mm-hmm. So, like, you could take my car and my house and all of the outward things mm-hmm. because I would just be unbelievably miserable and unhealthy. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I needed to say that. Yeah, good. Yeah. I'm glad. That's why we were just throwing our notes away, guys, and saying, God, you're leading today. Yeah. <laughs> also, God, good. I would like to be rich, though. <laughs> I just want to run that. Yeah, just throwing that out there. <laughs> Wouldn't we all? <laughs> don't take this as a sign that I yeah. don't. <laughs> but I think that's a good point, too, of also – not judging others based on that. Because like I said, there's times that we both have felt judged or whatever, and sometimes that happens. So just because, you know, people judged me because I'm like, oh, she doesn't even care about her husband and getting divorced. I did. I would still cry myself to sleep almost every night. Right. But I just put on that persona of I'm happy because no one wants to see me sad anyway. Right. And so you just kind of go into that place. So that's just, I love all those things that you see on Facebook about not judging, you know, a book by its cover and all those things. And everyone's going through a battle that you know nothing about. Right. Just give them that extra grace. And I really love that. I think that we all could really learn to live by that. Yeah. And then circling back to he meets you right where you're at. Yes. That is one of the just the most wonderful thing that I love about God is, you know, we think sometimes we get this viewpoint of him that he's this guy sitting on this throne up above us or something, you know, because you do, you you hear certain stories or certain churches and you get this viewpoint of God. Yeah. Or maybe you've, you base it viewed uh, the viewpoint you have of him on a person. Right. Sometimes we do that. And so we get this kind of skewed thing and he's like, you know, and then I thought I had to get to a certain place or attain a certain thing or be, like I said, perfect. And then he would meet me there. And he's like, you know what, in your worst moment, I met you there. Yeah. Actually in counseling, that happened to me. And I was like, oh, well, he can love all of this and the before and maybe the after because I'm doing good now, but he can't love me there. And God took me in my mind to the moment of my, what I perceive my worst sin in my life. And he said, in that moment, I was still loving you. Yeah. And that's what he's telling you So good. Whatever you've walked through, whatever choice you made or others made, it does not make you any less lovable. Right. You are not, you know, we equate as humans like, Oh, perfect means lovable. No, God says, I love you no matter what. Yeah. And I'm willing to come and take your place. And I love you and you're my child. And that's what he's telling someone today that needed to hear that. Yeah. So we hope that this helped. I know we've been all over the place, but I'm so, so proud of my sweet friend, Jill. Thank you. She did so amazing. I know she's gonna have to go have a I have to re-listen to the recording of this. (laughs) Yes. We'll see. We'll edit this, but no, it's good. You're all good, guys. So thank you so much for joining us. We hope that this helps someone out there to know that you're not alone. You are seen, you are loved, and God loves you no matter what. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.